Testudo Times Podcast, the official podcast of SB Nation's Maryland Terrapins Colossus. And welcome to episode 41 of the Testudo Times Podcast, a special edition, because now we are going to preview the women's NCAA basketball tournament. Noah Niederhofer, who has not been on this podcast in, well, it's, since the Stone Ages, actually, is joining us. Now, the last time, Noah, I believe we had you on the podcast, you were trying to join us on Skype in Northwest Washington, and it sounded like you were being arrested. Uh, you know, I think that was the first time I, I was ever on. I think uh, I came I came back on middle of uh, middle of football season. You might have been, but that's the last one I remember. It's 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 been a minute. It's been a while. It's been a while, but it is perfect time for you to be back on because we are now covering the women's basketball tournament. We should give them equal billing because they are very very good and they deserve all of the coverage we can get. And they're in College Park playing their games, not Spokane, Washington, at the other side of the country. NCAA tournament committee. Although the women are a lot better than the men, we should make that plain to start. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we're we're not trying to compare the the two, but in terms of consistency, uh, you know, the women's team has been to two straight Final Fours, and they have a very very good chance to make it three in a row. They do. So let's talk about that for a second. This team, this year was. 30-3, and three. they won the Big Ten regular season and the conference tournament for the second straight year. Absolutely incredible what they've done, and they lost a couple of games to Ohio State, and you wondered, were they actually going to be able to do it again? But Ohio State lost three conference games, Ireland only lost those two, and then they won the conference tournament when they didn't actually have to play Ohio State. Maybe good news in that front. Just talk about the season in general, the expectations coming in, and how it's ended up turning out. Okay, well, uh, I guess maybe the first place to start is that uh, the beginning of the season, Lexi Brown, who was a, a key contributor and guard on this team for the last two seasons, transferred. Uh, and she didn't just go anywhere, uh, she went to Duke. And this team, you know, obviously had a lot of talent. The question would be, uh, would the freshmen be able to step in and gel? Would Kristen Confroy take the next step as a guard? Would Brianna Jones and Shatori Walker-Kimbrough, the two stars on this team, would they play like stars consistently game in, uh, you know, night in, night out? So the answers to those questions have all seemed to be yes. Maryland has really, for the most part, avoided any kind of major injuries they had the Big Ten sixth player of the year in Brene Mosley, who is a, uh, a finalist, one of the top five point guards in the country. It's the Nancy Lieberman Award. Shatori Walker-Kimbrough has been uh, a star again for this team. Brianna Jones is one of the best players in the country as well, a double-double threat almost every night, and she has proved to be one of the toughest matchups for any team in the country. She had a phenomenal game against UConn in Madison Square Garden, and I think that game, even though Maryland lost by 10 in a what was a de facto road game, really showed this team that they could play toe-to-toe with the best in the country, and, and I don't think anybody doubts that UConn right now is 
the best in the country, or at least they are the the uh, the bar and the standard to which all other teams are measured. This team was a, had a, again a very successful season. They didn't lose a single Big Ten game last season. They lost to this season to Ohio State, and really, they were quite fortunate that Ohio State lost those games down the stretch. They lost in overtime to Minnesota and a triple overtime game to Michigan State. And those two consecutive losses for Ohio State knocked them from first place in the Big Ten Conference and allowed Maryland to control their own destiny. And when they blew out Minnesota at home in their regular season finale, they ended up winning that that first overall seed at the Big Ten tournament, and then they steamrolled most teams. They won by 20 in their first two games, 20 or more points, and then 16 against Michigan State. And that's where they find themselves. And the bracketology, which I don't know how many people you know subscribe to, originally, if Ohio State had won the Big Ten, Maryland was going to be in UConn's regional and that's something that Maryland certainly did not want. You don't want to have to play UConn with a spot in the Final Four on the line. What happened with Ohio State losing was that Maryland was actually able to shift regionals. And right now, again, they're probably in the toughest regional in the entire country uh, based on the bracket. But again, I like their matchup much, much better with Notre Dame than I do with UConn. And they're not playing UConn until the presumably the finals. I, actually, is it the final four of the national championship when they could play the them national, first? It would be the national championship game. So they avoid them completely, which is very, very good. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I talked to Gino Oriema after the game, uh, and he said that, that Maryland is a really tough matchup for them because of their size. Maryland has a really great size in Brianna Jones and Melina Howard. And he says the the only way that they can stop that size is by bringing, you know, defenders to help. And when that happens, they have so many people that can knock down shots and hurt you from outside, whether it's Chloe Pavlik or Kristen Confoy, Shatori Walker, Kimbrough, even Tierney Furman, uh, who I think is, is really the X factor for this team going into the tournament. Because talking to Brenda right before... She had a phenomenal game against Minnesota and into the tournament, and she's finally close to or or at 100%. And when she can hit that level, she's incredibly, incredibly dangerous off the bench. Okay, so let's go over some of the players. You've mentioned a lot of names immediately, but let's go into some more detail. Shatori Walker-Kimbrough is the name you're going to hear a lot if you watch these games, and you all should. She has been really, really good. Oh, yeah. Sometimes- it's really kind of fun watching her play. One of the best players in the country. Talk about her game, what she does. I mean, I think she averages like 18 points a game. She's one of the highest in the country. It's fun to watch her play. Talk about her game for a second. Uh, absolutely. I think one of the things that makes Shatori Walker Kimbrough so special is the confidence that she brings to the game. So Brenda says that she sets the tone for the team, and she does. And she just has this swagger that she brings out onto the court. And she's incredibly dangerous in transition. I mean, she's shooting the ball overall on the season. She's shooting 55%. That's absolutely insane. 54% from three. 
and she's averaging 19.5 points a game on the season, but she averaged 20 a game in conference play. So one of the other things is that she also, you know, she can she can rack up assists and rebounds. She's a very complete player. You're going to see a lot of hustle plays from her. One play in particular that I think of when I think of Shatori Walker-Kimbrough is last season when they were playing Princeton in College Park for a spot in the Sweet 16, and Princeton was undefeated, and they were keeping it very close in the first half. But Shatori Walker, you know, she, she SWK is, is what people call her. You know, she knocked down a corner three right in front of the Princeton bench, and she kind of, after she hit the shot, just let her hand hang there. And it, it really gave Maryland some momentum going into the half, and Maryland ended up coming out of that second half and really putting a lot of distance in there. She's an incredible athlete, an incredible competitor, and and that's that's her game. And I think she shoots incredibly well. She's incredibly aggressive, so she's not going to settle for a lot of jump shots either. She's going to go ahead and try and get high-percentage shots, but she has a really great ability to pass and find teammates too. Where are some other players? I mean, again, a lot of great players on this team, tons of them. As this is one of the best programs in the country. You get the best players. Some of the other, go in depth on some of the other players. Brianna Jones, I think you mentioned, uh, Melina Howard, some of those players. Talk about them for just a second. It's it's really fun when you think about the great depth that a team like Maryland can have. Abs- I mean, absolutely. I think this team is one of the biggest, as I said before, it's one of the biggest teams, which makes a, a big difference in college, in, especially in the women's game. Uh, so size, you know, hugely important uh, as they go into the tournament if you're able to work through your front court and then play out uh, inside-outside action. Uh, Brianna Jones, again, she was one of the, the, the better players in the country last year. Now she is undeniably one of the best. And she, I mean, you talk about Shatori Walker-Kimbrough shooting the ball at about a 55% clip. Brianna Jones shoots it at a 67% clip. It's it's really unbelievable. She averages uh, about 16 points a game and 10 boards. So she's she's been an absolute load for this team. In fact, she averaged a double-double in conference play. So Brianna Jones is the player they play through. So Brianna Jones is going to be the player that I think teams try to key in on because when Brianna Jones has a game like she did against UConn uh, where she was shooting something like you know 12 or 14 or something like that from the field and ends up putting up 28, 29 points, Maryland is incredibly, incredibly tough to beat. The way that they feed her in the lane gets her a lot of high percentage looks. She scores at ease around the basket at will. So Brianna Jones, I think, is the key to Maryland's offensive game plan because when she's rolling, again, like Gina Oriema said, teams have to commit to her, and what happens is they're able to kick it out and they have playmakers that can knock down shots. So again, Shatori walker Cambrough and Brianna Jones, those are the two stars of this team, and I expect them to play like stars in every game. And Maryland will certainly need them to play like stars in order to make a deep run. I mentioned Brene Mosley at the top. She's a point guard, uh, Big Ten Sixth Sixth Man of the Year off the bench. She's had an incredible story. She's had ACL tears, uh, and she's come back. She's a fifth-year senior. Uh, 
she's she's really good. She can at times she can carry the team. A very explosive player out of the backcourt, and she really pushes the tempo for this Maryland team. Kristen Comproy is a, a player that isn't going to get a lot of hype uh, or or stardom or attention. She is the prototypical spot up uh, shooting guard, and she can knock down threes after after three. Maryland is going to, you know, talking to Brenda Freeze, Maryland is going to try to establish her on, like, early on in games to get her confidence going. She's somebody that we're going to see nail some shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Melina Howard, again, isn't going to put up the numbers that Brene Mosley is, but those two, because they are so tall and their presence is so big inside, they're going to be important, and, and as I mentioned before, Tierney Furman, for me, is the X factor for this team going in. She can hit threes. She easily hits long twos. You know, think kind of Kevin Garnett, uh, just kind of a couple feet inside the three-point line. She can just really easily step up and hit that shot with a lot of confidence, and she's really solid on the boards. Mm -hmm. Maryland's size is really important to talk about. I mean, we come from a men's basketball mindset where – Maryland men's team is pretty big, and big teams are going away a bit of the way of the dodo bird in the NBA, at least. But size really matters in the uh, in the women's game. Just doing my research to prep for Iona. Spoiler, I'm calling both of the women's games in College Park for WMUC, so you can listen to that then. You should absolutely do that. I, uh, the team, at least Iona, is not very big, and it's kind of not fair when you see Maryland's height going up against other teams like that. Yeah, it's a bit of it. It's a bit of an advantage for the Terps, and it's going to be an advantage against basically everybody they play. I mean, you're absolutely right, Matt. It, it's going to be a huge advantage for them. And Maryland, just as a team, is fifth in the country in rebounds per game, uh, with about forty-five and a half. So <laughs> they all have been one of the best rebounding teams in the country for years. That that is nothing new. So I fully expect for Maryland, I guess I'll say, to enforce their will, uh, enforce its will really against Iona inside. And one of the the incredible things about Brianna Jones and Shatori Walker-Kimbrough this season is that every team that plays Maryland knows they're coming, but they still have not been able to stop them. And I do not think Iona is going to be able to stop Brianna Jones and Shatori Walker-Kimbrough when they play. Probably not. Even though it's Iona's first trip to the NCAA tournament ever, and it's kind of a shame. should be commended on that. Yes, they should. Unfortunately, they're a bit of sacrificial lambs in this instance when you're playing a road game against the number number five-ranked team in the country coming in to the tournament. Don't expect them to lose then. Then they were going to play the winner of Washington and Penn. It could be the second straight year they got the Ivy champ in the uh, round of 32 in College Park. Although last year Princeton was unbeaten, and this year it could be Penn. Uh, from what we know about those teams, are either one of them, whoever wins, I don't know enough about them to profess any sort of knowledge. Uh, Maryland's, again, probably going to be favored to beat either of them too. Uh, absolutely. Um, Maryland is, is certainly the favorite. I mean, they're they're – easily the favorite just to to go ahead and, and meet up in the uh, the Elite Eight, although they, they will have a tough game uh, potentially against Kentucky. At Rupp Arena. 
in order to yeah exactly uh, against uh, in order to get that meetup with Notre Dame. Here's here's a couple things that you need to know about both of those teams, and and I mean Washington and Penn. So Penn has a, a fantastic defense. Now, granted, again, they aren't playing the kind of competition that you know that that exists in the Big Ten Conference or the SEC or even you know the Pac-12, which has been pretty strong this season. Uh, but Penn, they they've held their opponents to under 52 points a game this season. So they they have a defense that I guess you could consider smothering since it's the eighth-ranked scoring defense in the entire country. Now, this is kind of where, uh, you know, the uh, immovable object, uh, you know, hits, you know, it's kind of meets, force. You know, meets, meets the road here. So Kelsey Plum is the highest, uh, she, she averages the most points of any player that's in the tournament. So uh, she averages 26 points a game incredibly high she is i mean she, if if rachel bannum who, who has a lot of name recognition was in then she she would have been the highest scorer but kelsey plum you know averages the third most points per game in the entire country and of all of the teams that made it she averages the most points so kelsey plum is washington's all-time leading scorer so she's incredibly dangerous offensively i think the pen Washington game is going to come down to can Penn neutralize Kelsey Plum and if Kelsey Plum is not having that kind of typical game can the rest of her teammates pick up the slack and and overcome that again I I believe that that'll be a very very tight game whoever wins whether it's Washington or Penn I believe Maryland will again and not just because it's it's in College Park I believe Maryland will win uh, for for the reasons that I've said before, I think they're they're more talented, they're they're bigger inside, uh, and they have more athleticism and depth than just about any other team in the country. Absolutely. So I mean, assuming that they get past those two, and I think that that would be pretty obvious, and then they could get past uh, Kentucky, even though it would be a road game. Notre Dame is what everybody I think is looking forward to now. The way women's college basketball works is a lot of the power is centered in four or five really, really good teams. You know UConn, but then there's Notre Dame, there's Baylor, there's South Carolina. These are these, and Maryland is involved in this too. These just great programs that are always around. They're always fantastic. And Maryland's going to have to play Notre Dame to get to the Final Four for a third straight year. I don't think Maryland's ever done that before. But um, hypothetically, let's say they get to a Notre Dame game. How would they match up against the Fighting Irish, who's again an incredibly good team? Yeah, that's ooh, that's a it's tough because Notre Dame is is just an utterly fantastic team. Uh, I think whose only loss, by the way, is to Connecticut. We like, should make that they, obvious as well. They they lost by the same margin as as Maryland and and they and they and, played on the road, right? Uh, and again, Maryland. You know, was was playing in what I, I believe to be a de facto, you know, road game because it was in New York, at Madison Square Garden. So, what I think is that uh, I believe it's. I mean, Notre Dame is is such such a good team. Uh, I think that Maryland is going to need to stop 
Notre Dame from shooting the three well. That is what allowed Notre Dame to really stay in the game against uh, against UConn was because they were lighting it up from beyond the arc. I think, again, if Maryland can really do a good job on the perimeter defense, and they, again, Shatori Walker, Canberra, Kristen Comfroy are two really solid defensive players. I think that they can they can go man-to-man and, and lock somebody down. I think Maryland has the size to compete with Notre Dame in the front court. Both of these teams have NCAA experience. Obviously, Notre Dame has been in so many of these finals. I mean, they, they've been in, I think, four of the last five NCAA finals. And while they haven't won, this team and this program expects to be there. Um, it, it's it's going to be an absolute battle, and I think one of the things about these teams, I think they're incredibly evenly matched, uh, and I think it'll be an incredibly exciting Elite Eight game. It, it, it's It's just a shame that you know, that, that one of the teams in this regional is not going to go. Because I think if you put Maryland in a different regional, I, I think they, they match up well with, with Baylor, and I think they, they match up pretty well um, with South Carolina. This is going to be a fantastic game. In recent years, Notre Dame has has definitely had Maryland's number. There there have been games, Alyssa Thomas, uh, back, back when she played at Maryland, they, they played uh, Notre Dame, I believe, in the Elite Eight, and and Notre Dame absolutely crushed them, and that was one of the Skyler Diggins teams. Notre Dame has has gotten the better of Maryland in recent years. I think this is a year that Maryland match. They have the matchups that they want. It's all going to come down to when they step on the court, can they have the focus that they need to execute that game plan, and and get a win over a team that is not going to give it to them. They're going to have to fight for every point in every possession. That's going to be fun. Now, the big question is, do, does it actually happen? And not knowing as much about women's basketball as we really should, but you do. I mean, the likelihood is that it is going to happen. Which which one? Notre Dame, Maryland in the Elite Eight. Yes, that, that I think is, is going to happen. I, there have been – it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, we were talking – you know, some some people I we were talking three years ago. The biggest upset probably in women's college basketball tournament history happened when Louisville knocked out defending champion Baylor in the Sweet 16. And I think the only the only upset that that could ever top that and 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 I say that that's the the biggest upset when there has actually been in in the NCAA women's tournament a 16 seed that actually beat a 1 seed that's actually happened in the women's tournament before you know the the only thing that i could see happening that would be bigger than that Louisville Baylor upset would be UConn failing to reach the final four uh, that's that is about as sure a thing as we have in this in this life uh, is, is that, is that, <laughs> Death taxes and UConn women's basketball is, making the final four. Exactly. Is that UConn women's basketball, you know, barring any kind of supernatural or act of God, uh, UConn is going to make this final four. Kentucky is a very good team. 
they will be playing at home if Maryland ends up meeting them. And again, Kentucky has to take care of business too. They have some game-changing players that can really impact the game. Maryland has struggled, and, and this is the weakness for Maryland. This is what would cost them against Kentucky or Notre Dame is when teams have pressed them in half court um, or going, uh, sorry, full court press uh, as Michigan did uh, when Michigan came to, to College Park. It really threw Maryland off their rhythm. Maryland turns the ball over a lot more than they should. Sometimes they're very careless with the ball. Doesn't that sound like a bit of a theme? I mean, Maryland Maryland basketball teams and turnovers, you, you, you'd never think. So they go together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> this team can sometimes be a little careless with the ball against inferior competition. And again, they've, they've played teams that were ranked and they've turned the ball over 20 times and still beaten them by double digits. That's how it, very, very talented this, this Maryland team is. However, Notre Dame is going to punish them and, and it really exact a heavy price if Maryland turns the ball over repeatedly. If, if we see 18 to 19 turnovers against Notre Dame, I do not expect this Maryland team to win. I don't think Maryland's going to beat anybody if they turn it over 18, 19 times in the but dance. That's, but that's the thing, is that they could beat Kentucky even turning the ball over that much. They might not beat them by a lot, but I'm telling you that this team could still beat Kentucky turning it over 18 times. That's insane. There are not many teams in basketball, period, you could say that about. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it, Maryland Maryland has that kind of, of talent. And... You know, obviously they're they're trying to play for their seniors. They they have a really great group of of players. They they have a great game plan. I think they 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 struggle sometimes against teams with explosive and athletic guards. But this team again, there's no team that I think they can't match up with. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame is just they're one of the best programs in in women's basketball. And it'll be a great test for Maryland to see if, if they can get past this team that's given them problems in recent years. But I absolutely believe that we are going to see a one versus two matchup in that regional final in Lexington. Didn't the uh, year when Louisville, uh, or well, it was one of the years when Louisville actually, Maryland beat Louisville in a 2014 when they were hosting the regional so they've done it before and of course college basketball women's college basketball works differently in that the host of the little sub-regionals the pods are not determined well in advance like they were here uh maryland's always gets to host if you're the highest seed you get to host so that's why maryland's playing at college park and last year guess who else had to go out to spokane and win two games oh that would be Terps did. yeah they did go out to spokane last year and win and won two games that's right so Hey, if you like some karma, and they beat Duke in Spokane last year too. If that you enjoyed is that. Correct. That is correct. Brenda Brenda Freeze, I remember uh, one time for Maryland Madness, she said, "Breathe if you hate Duke." <laughs> oh, just play on the play on it, guys. Play on it. But I don't see Duke in the tournament. Are they in the tournament this year? Nope, they're not. Yeah, well, there you go. It was a, it was kind of a, it was a down year for for Duke basketball. Uh, they they were ranked at one point, but 
they they really just did did not play as well. Lexi Brown is is going to definitely help that team next year, though. True. So final thoughts, I guess, on the women's team that you haven't already said. I mean, getting to the Elite Eight is probably going to happen, but beating Notre Dame and after that is going to be difficult. Uh, but any other final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I guess just to to sum up this this team, this team again, they have great depth, great athleticism, great size, great experience. They are battle tested. They know that they can play with some of the best teams in the country. Um, I would say that this team has the talent and the capability of beating any team in this field. And that includes UConn, because I've seen them play. Again, UConn is, is, seems to, to transform uh, once, once they, they get into the tournament. Not that, they're, <laughs> not, not that they don't transform in the regular season, because they're, they're still just an absolute machine. Even in the regular season, they're undefeated again this season. But Maryland certainly has the opportunity here. They have the chance, the capability, the potential to win the national title. I did not think that they had that last year. This season, I very much believe that they have a chance, and I believe that they will make their third straight Final Four. That's that's my, my prediction. I think that they can beat Notre Dame this season. Good, bold prediction. The game is at 1.30. In the DMV, you can see it on ESPN2. It's on ESPN3 otherwise. And you can listen to my voice call it on WMUC Sports if you want to subject yourself to that sort of punishment. Just kidding. It helps to be self-deprecating. Thank you, Noah. It was great to have you back on the podcast talking about something you're very knowledgeable on and something you sound like you're very confident about. Well, you know, I, I, I think I'm, I've seen this team a lot, and I, I know the talent that they have, and I know the potential that they have. That being said... Notre Dame is, is, again, one of the best teams in the country. Their only loss all season long was to, to the best team in the country. And there is a reason that Notre Dame has been, again, four of the last five national finals. This team is, this group is experienced, confident, and incredibly, incredibly talented. I do believe that there's just a little... I, I've seen something in this Maryland team that makes me think that mentally they've taken that next step. Against UConn, UConn usually throws a, you know, a big punch at teams, and they start to make a run, and most teams can't answer. They can't battle back, and UConn ends up blowing teams out. What I saw from Maryland when they played UConn was that Every time UConn tried to put some distance between themselves and the Terps, Maryland would, would answer with a small run of their own. And they kept it close, really until the last, about three minutes of the game, when Kean Nurse made, made a, a, just a, a back-breaking three-pointer that really ended Maryland's chances in that game. So I think it's the mental makeup, which is why I'm confident that Maryland has the opportunity and I believe will beat Notre Dame. But I, I can tell you right now, if Maryland is not ready to play that game, Notre Dame is is going to win by double digits. That's that's how good this Notre Dame team is. They are incredibly good and they're incredibly well coached. 
I think the mental jump that Maryland has taken from being a very, very good team, I think now they are certainly one of the elite teams in the country, and I think they know what they have the potential to do, which is win the national title for the first time in 10 years. That would be a great thing to see. Excuse me. Thank you, Noah, for joining me. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you do get a chance to watch the women. They're playing on a different day than the men, so you will obviously be watching it. We'll be covering it. No, I believe you will be too. I will be. We're all going to enjoy a chance to watch a very, very good team play. Of course, no terms.